0: Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. It's a gospel passage we've all heard before. We often speak about it in the context of vocations, specifically to the priesthood, which is actually what I want to talk about this morning. But first, just to to say something else, is that Jesus is acknowledging a reality that really applies to all of us, right? Every single one of us, every single one of you is called by God to work in His field, to be a laborer in the kingdom of God, to help bring in the harvest each of you all of us in our specific state in life our vocation right in your situation in your family and the people that you interact with you are called by God to labor to bring about an abundant harvest that God wants to produce in our lives in our families and in the church But he wants us to cooperate. He wants us to be the laborers that bring in that harvest. And so he tells us, ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. So there's a sense in which this applies to all of us. But there is a particular and unique sense in which the church has seen this as referring to the priesthood. As, as praying that the Lord would raise up priests for his church right to help bring in that harvest in the way that only priests can. I think it's a, a bit providential that this is our gospel for this weekend uh, because I also do have uh, some uh, news to share with the parish. As of this weekend, Father Jarrett and I have been given responsibility for two more parishes, Right? We now are in charge of Esben and Mankato, in addition to Beloit and Cocker City. And so we now have four parishes to take care of. This is the reality of the situation in the church. This is the reality of the situation in our diocese, something that I know we've heard about for years and for decades. We don't have enough priests. Well, it's getting to the point where we're going to start feeling it a lot more because there's not going to be enough of us to go around unless we do something about it so i want to speak a bit about the reality of the situation in the diocese because we hear about oh yeah yeah we don't have enough priests we need more priests but i don't know if everybody truly appreciates Uh, what the reality is, what the facts are. So yesterday I did a little bit of research uh, with some diocesan information, and I want to share some facts with you, some data, so that you can really know what's been happening in the church and in the diocese for the last 50, 60 years. But I focused in on the last 17, just to kind of take a little snapshot. So I, I went back to 2005, which is actually when Father Jarrett was ordained, when I had a pretty profound conversion and when I experienced my call to the priesthood. So it seemed like a a bit of a fitting year. So I looked at the last 17 years, but you could apply this uh, going back even further. So in the last 17 years, our diocese has ordained 17 priests. Okay, so one new priest for every year for the last 17 years. And that might initially seem like, oh, that's great. That's good, right? Well, there's some other information that goes along with it. In the last 17 years, 22 priests in our diocese have died. Ten priests have retired from active ministry, and two priests have left the priesthood. For a total of 34 priests that we have lost, in the last 17 years, which leads us to a net loss of 17 priests across the diocese. Do you know how many parishes have been closed in those 17 years? Zero. So there are 17 less priests taking care of the same number of parishes. So we're getting spread more and more thin. And if we continue along that trajectory, it is not going to be good for our diocese and for our parishes. And we're gonna start feeling it even more than we already do. I think it's good as well for this parish, for every parish to know the facts, the history, the stats for your parish. So what about St. John's in Beloit, Kansas? How many priests has St. John's produced for the Diocese of Salina. Well, I went back and I looked, and in the last 120 years, there have been four priests from this parish for the Diocese of Salina. On average, one every 30 years. That's not gonna cut it. The last priest ordained for this parish was Father Galen Long. He was ordained in 1991. 31 years ago. But it's actually a a bit worse than that because Father Galen was a late vocation. He was born in 1944. So he would have graduated from St. John's in this parish probably in 1962, which means it's been 60 years since a graduate of this parish has become a priest. And I say that, and I share this information not to depress us all this morning and not to make anybody feel bad or place any blame on anybody, but we have to know the reality of the situation so that we know we need to do something about it. We also hear a lot you know, throughout the years about seminarians and fantastic, seminarians are an incredible gift. We need to be praying as I'll speak more about for seminarians. But it takes on average six, eight, nine years for a seminarian to become a priest. And probably less than 50% of them actually end up getting ordained. So at the end of this last academic year, the diocese had four seminarians. Now, there's some good news. God willing, we might have five new seminarians for this upcoming year, which would be a total of nine, which again might initially seem like, well, that's good, right, Father? And yes, it is. It's something we should be grateful for. My second year in the seminary back in 2010, we had 17 seminarians for the diocese. So 9 is considerably lower than where we have been. Looking ahead to the next 5 years, there are 9 priests that could retire in the next 5 years best, we will ordain four priests in the next five years, probably more realistically, maybe three, which means in the next five years, we're going to have another net loss of maybe four priests, five priests. So things are going to keep getting worse in the near future before hopefully they start to get better. And that's where we come in. That's where we have a responsibility to recognize the reality of the situation, to be challenged, that we have to do something about this. We have to take this seriously. So I want to just reflect briefly about how I think we got here. Because if we don't know how we got into this situation, we're not going to know how to get out of it. And there are numerous, numerous causes to, to what has led to the objective reality of this decline in the number of priests in our diocese, in the country, and in the world. It's, it's been happening everywhere for a lot longer than 17 years. And one of the causes, in, in my opinion, something that you've heard Father Jarrett and I speak about, that after the Second Vatican Council There was a a lot of energy there was a lot of excitement there was a lot of hope that the church was going to really seriously be renewed there was this kind of this new attitude and this new spirit and basically what it was was out with the old in with the new there was a significant rejection of a lot of our Catholic traditions, practices, disciplines, the way the faith was taught, the way it was passed on. The mentality was, let's be innovative, let's be creative. Let's not keep doing things the way we've always done them. And again, let's give people the benefit of the doubt that it was really well-intentioned. But has it borne good fruit? That's how we should judge it has it borne good fruit in the church and by almost every single objective metric there has been decline after decline after decline and so i think we need to to have that courage as i've mentioned before to really honestly evaluate is the way we're doing things is it working is it really bearing good fruit in the church or do we need to reevaluate some of those changes, some of those decisions to get rid of certain things in the life of the church. Because if in fact, and, and this would be my, my perspective, as the faith was, was, the attempt was, let's make things easier for people. Let's, let's make it more inviting, more welcoming, more palatable. Let's make it easier to understand and easier for people to be Catholic. And the idea was, well, that will, that will attract people. That will draw them in. It just didn't happen in fact the opposite happened because when we lower the bar and lower the bar and lower the bar and lower the bar human nature is just going to settle for wherever the bar is and if the faith in fact and how it was presented and how it was taught and how it was lived i think it got watered down and it led to a certain mediocrity a certain lukewarmness a certain certain compromise with with the world and with society. And a lukewarm Catholicism will not produce vocations to the priesthood of religious life. It just won't. But on the contrary, a healthy, robust, unapologetic traditional Catholicism does produce vocations. There are examples all over the world of certain religious communities, priestly societies, that are booming with vocations. They're getting so many vocations, they don't have room for them. And without exception, they have embraced that healthy, robust, unapologetic, traditional uh, way of, of living the faith. And if we want to get out of this hole that we find ourselves in, in terms of how many priests we have in the diocese, I think we have to go back and restore some of those traditions and disciplines and practices that were left behind decades ago. And so I just want to leave you with this question. When faced with the reality, which which is a bit kind of discouraging, about how many priests we've lost in the diocese, how many priests we need to take care of the parishes that we have, because if we continue on the trajectory that we've been on, Right. There's not going to be enough priests. Parishes will close. Less people will have access to the sacraments. Priests will be spread more and more thin, which everybody will be affected by. So my question is this. What are you going to do about it? What are you, specifically, individually, what are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? Because it is a responsibility for all of us. Every single one of us has the responsibility to do something about this. And and what is God asking of you? That's what I want you to kind of uh, walk away from and and be reflecting upon. What is God asking of you to help bring about a renewal in in the uh, the priesthood, the presbyterate, in our diocese so that there's enough priests healthy holy priests to serve the needs of the faithful and of the church i know very many of you for years and for decades have been praying for vocations and i want to say thank you maybe god's asking you to pray more Maybe it hasn't really been on your radar up to this point. Maybe you just weren't really aware that that this needed to be something you were praying about. And if not, please start praying intensely for vocations to the priesthood. Jesus says, ask the master of the harvest. If we do our part, God will do his. He is always faithful, but he wants us to cooperate and participate. I want to especially encourage you to pray for vocations in the family. That's where they come from. Every priest comes from a family. And prayer for vocations as a family, I think, is particularly powerful. And for you parents and godparents, do you specifically pray that God would choose one of your sons, one of your grandsons, to be a priest? Do you desire that? Do you ask him for that blessing, for that gift for your family? This is what we need to be doing. I'm very hopeful that our parish has the potential to really start producing a serious number of vocations to the priesthood and religious life. I'm confident that some of you young men here this morning are called to the priesthood. Ask God what he wants you to do with your life and say yes. The priesthood is an amazing life. So if God is calling you to that, please say yes. And all of us together can support and pray for our seminarians, that they would persevere. We can pray for vocations throughout our diocese, but I think specifically from our parish, from our families, This is what God asks of us so that there can be sufficient laborers to bring in his abundant harvest.